Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops. I'm taking time to talk with my friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share some stories. But first, I want to say thanks to these sponsors. Rose Hill Builders, Laser Light Skin Clinic, and Louie's Bar and Grill. Today, I'm joined by Lane Johnson. All right, Lane Johnson joining me here. This is the best um, Super Bowl champion, uh, two-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, 135 games started, and here's the best one going through all your stuff, Lane. One touchdown reception. Yeah. When was that? <laughs> uh, not last year, but the year before. So. Oh. Yeah, we had that play in for a few weeks, and it was one of those things like, you know, we'll see if he calls it, and they called it. We were up we were up just, just the right amount. So, yeah, I'll, I'll remember that for a long time. Well, no one has to convince me. I know you can catch. Yeah. I know you can throw. Let me, let me give the listeners a little bit of this, too. Uh, 2008 Kilgore Junior College. Uh, you're the starting quarterback. 584 yards passing, seven TDs, three interceptions, 52% completion percentage. And yeah. uh, our first year when you were redshirted, you were running some of the uh, scout team quarterback stuff for us, weren't you? Yeah, I did a little bit of everything. I did that. I remember playing uh, receiver a little bit. Uh, I remember when we were, uh, I guess Kansas had a good team. I was going against Dominique Frank. So, yeah, I got to, I got to see the field from a, a lot of different views. But uh, originally, let's start back at Groveton, Texas, uh, Lane. Um, uh, back at Groveton High School, playing quarterback, right? And then yeah. talk about, you know, your recruitment to Kilgore and then, and then your trip to, to Oklahoma. And I think it was Bobby Jack Wright that recruited you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I went to Groveton. It was a, a 1A school, so I had, you know, 30 kids in my class. So really, you know, players from down the road like Lufkin, the powerhouses are going to get a lot more attention than us. So I ended up going to Kilgore. I had I had an offer from Rice, but I ended up choosing to go to Kilgore. And so went there. What kind of, what size were you? What, what was your, what was your height and weight back then? Yeah. So my junior year, uh, I was probably six, five, probably one ninety. Then my senior year, I was probably six, six, two fifteen, two twenty. So, um, really, I had the frame. It was just, uh, you know, really skinny. But, you know, whenever I started to make the transition to tight end was my second year at Kilgore. One of our tight ends ended up transferring. So we had – we uh, needed some bodies. So I ended up doing that. And then – so how the OU connection came about was my high school coach, Keith Thomas, played for Switzer. Uh, I think okay. back in um, – I think it was 84, 85. And so he knew Merv. He knew a bunch of guys up there. He was still – um, good friends with Tinker Owens. And so uh, during that during that summer, I was going to TCU. I felt like TCU was going to offer me. They looked at me in high school. And then when it came down to it, uh, the timing was right. Uh, somebody had a scholarship offer, and I ended up getting to OU. So it was a very unlikely story. I know y'all came out on a, on a limb for me, just kind of, you know, saw the eye test, saw me throw a little bit. It's like, I oh, will give him a chance. And, you know, really – Really, a lot of good things happened there. You know, I credit you, um, Mangino, and Coach Smith. You know, for you know, for my success, y'all, y'all kind of had the eyes for it. So, well, what's neat, what's neat, uh, Lane, is you had such a journey. You know, from Groveton to Kilgore, and what position 
uh, quarterback and then tight end. And then at OU, we move you to defensive end, right? Because you could run like the wind. I mean, yeah, I, I was fast. <laughs> oh, man, what an athlete. So, and then, but you had the patience. In today's world, and you know, I'm going to say the same thing. Blake Bell, who's coming on after you, he's a tight, he comes in as a quarterback. Most quarterbacks don't want to hear anything else. We end up moving him to tight end, and now he's in his ninth year as a tight as a tight end in the yeah. NFL. But he's you guys stuck with it, and and then you not only defensive end then for a year. I we we got we get a couple of tackles hurt. Was it I think early in the in the yeah. uh, Jarvis. summer or was it spring? Uh, I think it was uh, the spring. I think Jarvis might have got hurt during the season, but he was out all spring, and that's why. That's what it was. It was the spring. And I remember asking Smitty, and you'll love this. I asked Smitty, I said, what would it take? I said, Lane, what were you weighing? Probably you were, he, you were trying to hold your weight down to play defense event. Yeah, I was probably, yeah, yeah I, was, I was around 275. Yeah, but to, to keep, the, you know, the speed. And I said to Smitty, I said, what would it take uh, for, for Lane Johnson to be about 300 pounds and play at 300 pounds and play tackle? He said about two weeks and about three cheeseburgers. <laughs> Man, that's really no joke. Man, I, I remember I remember before the practice before I uh, ended up switching, uh, Coach Height was walking through the building, and he kind of asked what was I weighing. I was like 275. Two, or he made me go get a scale and weigh in, and then as soon as I weighed in like 280 or 275, he was going, wow, this ain't going to take long. So I saw the wheel spinning. But I, I knew Mangino came during that spring, and so I – got the inclination and he may have had the idea to to move Jamal Brown from D tackle to offense tackle. And so y'all kind of got y'all's head together. And then, yeah, next thing you know, I've been kick sliding ever since. Yeah, it's worked out pretty good. So you're with us 2009 to 2012. Yep. You're a first round pick, the fourth overall pick in 2013. And you've been with the Eagles ever since. Tenth year, I guess, right now? 11th. Yeah, 11th year. How about that? Yeah. Talk about talk yeah. about uh, just the, the journey, the Super Bowls, uh, what it's like here. We got another Sooner with you, Jalen Hurts, working with him. You know, talk a little bit about your your journey there through the NFL and how exciting it's been for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, just whenever I first switched, I remember um, it was before spring practice. You came to me and said, hey, I, you know, I, I think you'll be a first-round pick. You know, that's going for somebody that hadn't really played. And I was like – Ah, that's that's pretty cool to hear. But, you know, that kind of gave me the confidence. You know, had those two good years in college. But, you know, when I got to the NFL, um, just the speed of the game was a little bit faster. And you look at the pass rush as a total different animal. So, really, after about a year or two of learning, um, I feel like my game developed. Uh, but, you know, as far as, like, freak athletes, you know, Trent was there with us. And so I got to see him firsthand. And then when yeah. I, got to, I got to the Eagles, Jason Peters was there. Um, and so – I remember he got done with a practice one time, and he was, he was in his cold tub shorts, and he weighed 361. And I was like, if I would have heard of a guy weighing this much in college, I would have said he's a slob and can't move. And then I saw him move, and I'm going. You know, there's definitely levels to it. But, yeah, I just feel like, you know, even now I filled out my frame around 330. So, um, you know, it's probably 310 when I got drafted. But I always had the feet. But once I kind of got the understanding of, you know, of how to be a pro and get a routine. And then, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of success here. We have great coaches, but I feel like, you know, 
Howie and those guys and Lurie, they've done a good job of really stacking the roster. Or they know what's important to a football team. It's not sexy to, to zone in on the O-line, D-line, but you know how it really starts up front and always has. So, uh, yeah, what I like about the O-line position is just, um, you know, you're in, the, you're in there with the guys. It's all about communication. And I feel like, you know, that, that brotherhood runs deep. And, you know, there's only a few guys that have been, you know, in the big games of you. There's only a few guys that have been in the big games of me. And so playing with those guys and, and when you're not around in the offseason, that, that's what you really miss is the guys that were in, in the fire with you. I, I don't think people really, and I, I'm with you, there's nothing, there's nothing like the brotherhood, the teammates, right, the guys that are fighting right next to you every single day. Um, and I, I love it. You've been able to experience it for so long. I think what people sometimes overlook is the work the rest of the year, not just during the season. You yeah. know, talk, talk about your routine of, you know, you don't just show up and all of a sudden, you know, go through a 16-17-game yeah. schedule. Yeah, I mean, you really have to uh, assess your, your body and, and, and your play. You know, when you go back, you know, can I, can, should I be lower in the run game? Am I losing flexibility? So, uh, you know, I think as an older player, um, you know, strength is, you know, I feel like you, you get a lot stronger in your, in your upper twenties and thirties, but yep. you know, the key, the key thing for me is staying limber and nimble. So for me, you know, the weightlifting stuff, I've always enjoyed that from high school. I enjoyed it with, with Smitty and how serious he took it because like you said, you know, they're with those guys 65, 70% of the time. And then during a the season they're with y'all, but there's a lot of time where it's, you know, one-on-one focus with these guys and, and bettering yourself. So. I saw how the impact of that. Then, I, then when I saw players that you know had long careers in the NFL, there was one common theme: they were very strong, so their body was able to hold up to the impact and them, you know, uh, just range of motion. But like I said, these guys had routines, and that's something I had to learn. And, and when you, you see these professionals and how serious they take it, and you realize, yeah, there's a lot of work put in, and it, you know, it goes from a year-to-year basis. You have to evaluate yourself and, and go from there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I always admire how hard you guys work in the out of season because because uh, somebody wants your job every year. There's young young guys coming out of college that are trying to displace every one of you guys. So it's a it's a competitive business, and you you got to really work hard to to stay on top of your game. How's uh How's our guy Jalen Hurts yeah. Uh, yeah, treating you? You know, all the Sooner Nation always wants to catch up with him as well. Man, he's so awesome. Uh, you know, just, you know, what you were talking about, how hard he works. He does a lot of stuff, you know, um, under wraps. I mean, he's kind of a private person. But, you know, what I think I enjoy most about Jalen is just his demeanor. Um, you know, yeah. in the biggest situations, he's the same. When things are terrible, they're, they're, he's the same. And so, you know, from a standpoint of maintaining calm and keeping the offense kind of composed, he does a great job with that. But I just feel like his ability to – um, you know, there's obvious questions of his own ability when he, when he came in, but, you know, he's answered those game by game. And then the things he can do on the run out, outside of the pocket, the plays he can make, it really makes your offense more dynamic. You can do a whole lot more. And for me, it changes kind of the rush approach to the defense. You know, sometimes yeah. these guys don't want to break contain and have him scramble and make a play. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of good things come from that. I, I love being around him. I, I sat in a bunch of quarterback meetings, even – even though I was retired, uh, I would I would sit in meetings so I could kind of know what to anticipate for the games and whatnot. And 
how serious he took everything, how hard he worked. I think it's obvious to everybody how hard he's worked on his throwing motion and his accuracy. I mean, he's fantastic uh, to go with all of that athleticism. So uh, really, really been exciting and fun to watch. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's hes made all the jumps. I mean, when we look at year-to-year progression, I mean, it's really, he's, he's been remarkable. Let me ask you something. I know 2022, the uh, Christmas album with, with Jason Kelsey. Are you on the 2023 Christmas album this year? Can we look yeah, forward yeah. to uh, you? Yeah, so, so that whole thing started, <laughs> you know, we all knew Jordan was a good singer, at least if you've been in the building, he's a great singer, but. Uh, Kelsey does like a lot of charity work. So, um, you know, we raised a little bit over a million dollars last year. And so gave that to the, um, the crisis that's center of Philadelphia for the kids. So, you know, really, done awesome. really good, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's a lot of fun, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone and, you know, you're working with real musicians. Uh, so it was really, uh, a fish, a fish out of water experience. I, I got to admit, I found out about it today. I, I, I've got to go back and get it. I want to, yeah. I want to critique your voice. Yeah, hey, there's a, hey, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to critique, but no, it was it was really fun, and and like you said, it's really a whole lot of people involved. And, you know, we had musicians yeah. come in and lay different parts of the the track down, so you know, a lot a lot of work comes comes from that too. There's nothing like giving back to the community. I know those people appreciate that. That's yeah, and uh, if you're giving over a million dollars, that's a huge impact. So, uh, how's Chelsea feeling about your wife, uh, a former OU high jumper? How's how's she critique your voice? Uh, probably says it needs it needs a lot of work. Um, so yeah, there's yeah there's there's, there's definitely levels to it. Uh, you know when we had Malata come in, um, you know like for his rookie uh, talent show, he came in. I think he sang Chris Stapleton like Tennessee whiskey, and I was like, <laughs> well, if football doesn't work out. He can he can definitely get a, a contract doing this too. Yeah, you, you and Chelsea have uh, children. Yep, three kids. So uh, Jace, uh, my oldest, who's ten; Journey, who's seven; and then my youngest, Channing, who's four. So awesome. and they're, yeah, they all stay in uh, in Oklahoma during the during the year to go to school. Oh, I was wondering, and they just come out to see you then. Yeah, yeah, during yeah. the year. Well, that that's that's awesome. Um, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I don't know. What else should we, uh, anything uh, else, uh, Lane? Uh, this is all recorded, so they'll edit yeah, this. Uh, just some funny stories. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of Smitty stories. Um, yeah, let's, let's do a little Smitty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lane, I know you, you, you talked to, I, I talked to Smitty about what would it take Lane to be a, to be an offensive tackle. And I said, he, he said a couple of weeks and three cheeseburgers, but, uh, Talk about that journey with Smitty and getting up to the weight that, you know, the 300 pounds or whatever you played at. And you always had the feet, the athleticism. Listen, yeah. people out there listening, Lane could run. He'd run past defensive ends. He could run He could run with the DBs. And I don't care what weight you were at. You were still out there ahead of everybody, and I know you still can run. But yeah. talk about just that work uh, with Smitty. Yeah, so like I said earlier, you know, he spends, you know, a lot of time with the guys, about 70%, you know, you're with him. And so far setting a tone for a football team, I mean, he kind of, I mean, it felt like you were a part of the military when you stepped in that bubble or you stepped on the track. It was very routine. Um, 
and then he would, you know, he would pop out a different door. Sometimes you didn't know if you're going to the weight room or on the track, and you didn't know if you're going to the football field. So I think he kind of kept it that way. Is you know the way he described it was, you know, football games end up going crazy sometimes, so you have to be able to adapt. But you know, I thought I just thought his, you know, what he's produced over the years as far as you know, guys, hot weight, speed, and how they develop. Uh, you know, it's really no mystery. Um, even when he was down there with you in Florida. That's um, right. You know, he, he's yep. well known just for, you know, not, not only the program he designs, but just how intense and how accountable he makes makes each player. And so, you know, when you have that instilled in guys, I feel like it maybe make it easier for a coach to, you know, at least you'll have their attention. At least he's accustomed to giving full speed all the time. Um, so I feel like he was just a, such a great piece to to what we did. And, and like you said, when a lot of guys get together, they're talking about Smitty stories. I remember getting guys that were on recruiting trips. He would, if they were in jeans, he would make them see box jumps, you know, try to get some, an eye test before signing guys to be like, ah, this, you know, this guy can't bend, this guy can't run, you know. So that was, that was always pretty funny. But, you know, he, um, yeah, he was in the tents, but I mean, he always had a purpose and he would, he would give you compliments when you needed them. And, you know, he would, he would critique you when you needed it too, but. Yeah, I mean, when you talk to all the former players, Smitty is, you know, a big topic of conversation. Just, you know, even guys that didn't make it to the league, it's like, hey, I made it through summers with this guy. You know, life <laughs> isn't going to be too hard. Yeah, discipline and accountability. There, There's no doubt about how you were dressed, putting your hand on the line. Everything about it was, was – uh, but you, it pays off, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And just what I said uh, – yeah, I mean, when you endure some of that stuff and then you get to go on a football field and, you know, you get to appreciate it. You know, I remember Coach Gundy and Coach Wilson saying, you know, we, we try to make practices worse than games. So when you get to games, they seem easy. And that's, you know, that's really how it felt. Um, you know, there's a lot of merit to that. But, you know, I just think, you know, the players that, that whenever I got there were so huge in, like, my development. I got to see Jermaine. You know, one, you know, I was talking to Coach Gundy about this last week. I don't know if I've ever seen a player, a tight end, Brody Eldridge, go – from being a tight end to a game and then going and putting on number 50 and, and then playing center for the rest of the game. I, I've never seen that before since then, you know, and to have it, a guy that can do that and, you know, having Sam there and Gerald and, and Trent and just yeah. having all these phenomenal guys and just the coaches like, you know, Coach Ship was an intense man, you know, Coach V. Right. We had, we had a lot of um, war horses there. You know, we had a lot of intense but, individuals. So, but some, you need some that. Of, some of our scrimmage, scrimmages and team sessions were, were harder than games, weren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember, you know, you look at a, a spring practice, you may have 130 plays. Hey, that's, you know, that's two, that's two football games in the NFL. So, you know, when you, when you look back, you can, um, you know, really appreciate kind of that programming that OU brought to you. You know, you're programmed to, you know, once after you've done it for a few years, you didn't really have to think about it much. It was, you know, your body was, was ready. Absolutely. Um, any other uh, funny stories, uh, Lane? Ooh, let me think. Uh, always enjoyed the uh, transfer to East Popcorn State. If you're going to do some do some dumb stuff, you know they'd always come in and talk about the rules or you know making yeah. money on the side when you couldn't. And your message was, "Well, you heard him. He said you want to mess uh, around, you can go transfer to East Popcorn here, State." Here, let, let, let's talk about that real quick. Just, you know, Lane, it's a different world now with NIL and people, guys can make money in a different 
talk about some of our compliance meetings and uh, and the do's and don'ts, which basically back in your year, years, you couldn't do anything, you know, that, that yeah. uh, whatsoever. And you know me, I was a pretty much a stickler about the rules. We went by the rules, didn't we? Yeah, our uh, our compliance was like a bunch of eagles and hawks up there. They were they were ready for guys to mess around, but you know, um, you know, with, with the thing with Rhett, I felt like really the hammer came down, and so just to make sure a situation like that didn't happen again. But yeah, a lot of our team meetings, he'd come in and you know talk about all the different rules and things you can't do, and and then you would come up there and be like, well, you you heard him. He said you want to mess around, you can go transfer to East Popcorn State and go play there. So. <laughs> Uh, that was you said that funny. with a little bit of with a little bit of my accent there. You yeah. did too. Popcorn State. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I always enjoyed that. But uh, you know, one thing I enjoyed about uh, you know our pregame stuff was whenever we'd ride to the stadium, we'd all go sit in our seats. Coaches would go in there and ask you questions on the spot, and it's like I don't know where I don't know where you got that from, but I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed the night before you know going to the movies i really enjoyed those two aspects where, where did you end up kind of learning that from or where'd you get you that you know from? what i i took that uh, uh from lane that was from hayden fry that's what we did when he got to iowa and uh i did that my four years playing for hayden fry we would as you just said for the people out there we'd all come straight in from the hotel two hours before the game and we would go right to our seats in the team room and each coach would take, like, offense would go first and then defense. And each coach would have two, three questions for a guy about what to expect when we call this or when you see this formation. What do you expect? And, and so what it gets everyone doing is even though it might be offense or it's defense, different positions, it gets everybody thinking about their assignments and what's, yeah. you know, what, what, what has to happen, the mental part of the game. And I got to admit, uh, some guys weren't as adept as others that uh, didn't weren't weren't quite on uh, whatever. <laughs> some guys you had to tell what you're going to ask yeah. them. Yeah. I used to have to yeah. tip some guys off. <laughs> yeah, but I've done that everywhere I've been, even as an assistant coach, and it gets everybody's mind on the game and the mental part of the game, not just being excited to play, but what are my assignments? What do I'm looking for? What am I expecting? And really, to me, it really got everybody geared in before you even went in to get dressed. And that's what you're saying. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I just, you know, I haven't really seen that since, you know, kind of the pro game. You show up to the stadium, it's a little bit different, the, the setup. So, But I always thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I always thought we were that. ready to play. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt really about cool. it. Well, Lane, you've you've had an amazing career. Uh, you know the whole OU world and everybody of the Eagles. Everybody's proud of you and what you represent, the man you are, uh, what you do for the community, and uh, you know we're all just proud of your uh, your uh, hashtag OU DNA back here as well. So we we wish you continued success, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I plan on uh, seeing you a little bit this offseason. So we'll we'll go hang out, grab some grab some lunch, and. Shoot the bull. You bet, buddy. Always look forward to seeing you.